Welcome to Stories from the Revolution podcast. I'm John White. This is episode number 32. The revolution that we are talking about is the massive spiritual paradigm shift currently underway in the U.S. and around the world. And in these stories, stories from the revolution, I'm describing what the revolution looks like and how you can join in. So here's the question for today. How are leaders trained and connected with each other in the revolution? Well, there may be lots of different ways that that's happening, but what I can tell you is how we do that in the Luke 10 community. How do we connect and equip leaders? Our five-week Church 101 course is the starting place. This is an introduction to the Luke 10 culture, our values and practices. This is the front door. People sign up for this course on our website, which is lk10.com. Last year, 2020, we had over 350 people from lots of different countries around the world who signed up and went through this course. Once somebody's been through the course, if they resonate with what they experience in Church 101, they can go on to one of our leader teams. We've got about 40 of these leader teams functioning currently. What happens in those leader teams? Well, to answer that, it's actually best to let them speak for themselves. So far in this podcast, I've actually interviewed three of the teams. So you can go back to episodes 10, 12, and 14 for the previous interviews. In this episode, you're gonna hear from another team. One of the things that's particularly fun about this team is how international it is. The guys you're gonna hear from in this uh, episode are from uh, London, the UK, from Limerick, Ireland, Milan, Italy, and Denver, Colorado. It's amazing the community that develops when different people from different backgrounds and different countries carry the same DNA. And what I mean by DNA, it's sort of another way of describing uh, the Luke 10 culture. So these are guys that share that culture. So without further ado, here's another one of the Luke 10 leader teams. So John White here, and this is, um, another interview with one of our leader teams. We've got about 40 leader teams, I think, in Luke 10 at this point. They're, they're sort of multiplying all the time. And this particular one, a group of guys that I just have come to love and enjoy, we meet on what is um, Wednesdays, every other Wednesday, at uh, 3 p.m. East Coast time. So it's a lot later for some of these fellows over across the pond. but. Uh, I want to go around and have everybody just introduce themselves, sort of name and where you're located. And just briefly, how did you get connected with Luke 10? How long have you been a part of things and how did you originally get connected? So let's see. Let's start, uh, let's start with Kyle. Oh, no, I should start first of all. I'm John White and I am now in Naples, Florida, getting used to being here. Um, not missing the snow, Kyle, in Denver. And uh, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, a part of this thing for since the beginning this is probably 12 and a half years now so okay Kyle how's it how's the temperature in Denver 
it's beautiful. You, you, you left uh, just a little bit too early. Okay. Um, yeah, Kyle checking in from Denver, Colorado, and I was fortunate enough to be in a, a business group with John White, and uh, that was probably, what would you say, John, two or three years ago at the yeah. beginning yeah. of all of this, and uh, we had conversations over coffee and, and sharing meals that uh, he was very patient with me and, and, and led me into this group slowly. But once I figured out what was going on and started applying some of the simple rhythms of attention, I couldn't deny what I saw happening in my own family and, and wanted to incorporate that into uh, some of the communities I was involved with as well. Yeah. Uh I'm thinking about your wife and how she was the one who really got a hold of the idea of listening to Jesus. And then uh, both of you came to the Luke 10 conference last year. Just say a word about what that was like for, uh, for Christine. Yeah. So I think what's important to note here, uh, I'm definitely the, the extrovert and my wife, Christine is, is certainly your typical uh, introvert. And so I think the fact that, Luke 10 creates a space where even those that um, are not going to be, you know, your, your typical extroverts are going to be able to come to the table and, and share uh, the, the, the nuggets of wisdom that they bring with them. And it really benefits the whole community. So that was something that we saw. And, and then the, the fact that, um, it wasn't just me, it was Christine that was also interested in pursuing this together, I think is very, very telling, uh, as most organizations cater to extroverts, whether they realize it or not. Yep. Great insight. I just uh, can I, yeah. Uh, sorry, Neil. Can I just ask, can you just explain what rhythms of attention? Oh, good. Rhythms of attention are. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, that, you know, even though rhythms of attention is something that is probably more natural to us, I think to break that down into everyday language, it's just a, uh, a habit that is broken down and uh, is simple. So, for example, one of the rhythms of attention, which would be to check in on a heart level every day, essentially you're giving um you're giving the person that you're checking in with an opportunity to share from a range of emotions um and we we typically give folks uh, a, a choice of those emotions and by taking the time to do that and deeply listen to the other person without trying to solve their problems not only are you establishing an incredible bond, but number two, you're making sure that, and I'm speaking specifically um, from doing this practice with, with a spouse, you're keeping accounts incredibly short. So nothing is allowed to build up because naturally, if something does come up between you two, it's going to come to the surface when you check in on a heart level. So that's one example of a rhythm of attention, which in this case 
would be checking in on a heart level every day or as close to daily as possible. Excellent. Neil, why don't you, uh, why don't you build on what Kyle just said there? If there's anything else about rhythms of attention that you would want to add to that to kind of, because it's a term we use in Luke 10, but somebody might not understand what that is. So anything you want to add to that, and then we'll have you introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, rhythms, as Carl said, trying to do this very simple practice can be very quick, uh, as close to daily as possible. It's um, checking with someone else, sharing a specific emotion with uh, someone that uh, you, you have that relationship with, that same person on, on a daily basis. I would do that with uh, Alessandra, who's in this group as well, longtime friend who uh, uh, is really the start of, was, was part of uh, me coming to Luke 10, in that we discussed, uh, we just had a discussion and uh, Alex talked about John Porter and I asked for his email because he was involved with House Church. He pointed me to Luke 10. I saw the website, signed up immediately, and that was uh, probably almost two years ago. So uh, that's my journey there. Um, but but uh, the, the rhythms of attention is checking in with, uh, with a friend and sharing emotions and then doing that with you and also doing the same with Jesus, listening to Jesus and, uh, and, and checking, in, checking in with him. Yep. And you're located where? I forgot to say that, didn't I? From London, UK. <laughs> UK, yeah. Very good. And, and one of the key words there is the word attention, rhythms of attention. So it's really about what we pay attention to, what has our attention. And we're suggesting that uh, attention, first of all, to our own hearts, my heart and your heart, what's going on, what are the emotions that are there, and then attention to Jesus's heart. Really very simple, simple concepts. And then rhythms, something that we just do naturally and repeatedly. Good stuff. Um, Tony, why don't you go next? Hi, uh, Tony here from Limerick, Ireland, the west coast of Ireland. Um, yeah, I came across uh, Luke 10. Um, well, I, I would always be curious and be looking for more. Um, I, I felt, you know, two and a half years ago, three years ago, that my life existed around, my Christian life existed around going to two meetings a week, end of story. Not, you know, and very, very formalized meetings. Um, you, you could be at a meeting and not know somebody or know very little of them and uh, we would pray and go through certain things and I always felt they should be more uh, someone uh, mentioned a book to me and in the books there was a reference to Luke 10 so I said I'd check it out and uh, I liked what I saw on the website and uh, curiously I sent an email asking uh, was anybody doing anything like that on this part of the on this side of the, the Atlantic um, and uh, you might remember, John, you sent me an email saying, um, could we hook up and do a call? With a few technical difficulties, we eventually got to chat. And yep. um, you introduced me to um, Church 101. And it turns out you're the one who's doing things on that side of the Atlantic. And, and it's growing. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah. That's been a delightful relationship. Yeah. You, you asked about the, the, the leader um, uh, teams, and uh, I've just been thinking about that. And uh, 
So I did the Church 101, and uh, that was excellent, and learned the rhythms that we've just been talking about, and applied them uh, to the groups that we met in, and um, not, not initially, but gradually changed the way people engaged with each other, and people, actually people got to love each other. That's actually what became very apparent, you know, the people got to know and love each other, because as we were talking there, as you share your emotions, the barriers come down, and you begin to see people. And if it's in a safe place, and uh, if there is no somebody telling you what to do or whatever, you feel safe doing that, and that you know that's been that's been amazing. So as I was doing these things, I was saying, I want to know more. I want I want more of this. How can I how can I learn more? And uh, you mentioned the leader team, so uh, I joined, and uh, it's been amazing. I, I one of the highlights of uh, every other week, because I I, I come to share, to learn, to travel together, uh, to get experience across a very broad, um, I was gonna say church, <laughs> but across, across a, you know, very broad experiences and to hear different people sharing, you know, what they're learning and, uh, um, uh, and learning and practicing and observing people practicing. It's, that is the best part actually. So we, we learn something, we practice it, we see it happening, and we take it on. And some of the things that I saw that were incredibly awkward when, I, when, I, when we were learning these, I was like, I can never do that. You know, I'm, I'm in my 60s, how am I gonna do that? And I see now that they've become part of what I do because of the uh, practicing and the learning and the observing and, uh, and the ease of which it is to do in a small group of people that are learning as well, it's easy. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been excellent. It's been a great blessing, actually. Beautiful. Thank you, Tony. Tony, Alex. you mentioned Church One Hundred and One. Yes. Yes. You Neil, mentioned right. Church One Hundred and One. Yeah. What did you mean by that? <laughs> uh, good question. Well, that, that's what I thought when John first mentioned it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a course that uh, Luke Ten do, and um, uh, and it introduces the rhythms that we've been talking about. Um, uh, and and gives the background to these things, why you would be doing these things. Um, um, it's a five-week course, um, um, and um, I suppose uh, the, the, the thing I'd say that has been most interesting about the five-week course is that I've done this with many different people. By the end of the course, we've all got to know each other very well. It's a funny thing. It has a, it has a, a glue effect <laughs> that if you get it and you're doing it, um, and you're practicing what you're learning, it really brings people together. I, I have a, a friend in Kilkenny. I only met him five weeks ago. Uh, we are definitely going to be friends for life. Um, just, just on the doing the course, practicing the rhythms. He picked me as my, as a, as a, my partner, uh, one-on-one partner. We check in every day. Um, I was a bit taken back, but there was an odd number in the group, and he said, I'm picking you. And every day we meet, and it's probably one of the highlights of my day, actually, sharing, uh, sharing it. Uh, so Church 101 is learning to um, practice the rhythms uh, that, that, that we've been talking about and um, uh, leading on from there. Neil, you're doing a good job helping us to uh, unpack these terms that we're using. So thank you for being alert to that. paying attention, right? That's right. Alex? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm Alessandro, and uh, you can imagine my name and plus my accent um, from Italy, Milano. And uh, uh, connecting dots, as Neil mentioned, you know, uh, 
let's say somehow we arrived at the same time actually. I introduced without knowing Neil to Luke 10 and uh, I joined afterwards. Um, let me say what, what I'd like to add to what has been said, which has been wonderful and complete. I said I come from a very committed church, already very busy, but I was not enough satisfied. You know, I was searching for something more, especially linked to a house church. That was my, my objective, considering the living in Milano and having a lot of friends around the country, I felt like I wanted to do something more, and I didn't find a mean to do it. And when I was introduced by Neil to Luten, I, I, uh, to be honest, I was a bit skeptical. I saw these sachet things and I said, oh, what's that? So I already, I'm already open by nature, already speak about my emotion enough. And there, there is something we call discipleship. I say, it's about the same thing. But the truth is that uh, it took me a little while, you know, probably three months of practicing it. They really it made a huge difference in my relationship with people. Uh, understanding more myself, which I was not, I was not used to this, you know, rhythm and this listening and um, and creating a profound connection uh, incredibly we knew which I knew for a long time but even with other people I started to practice it with even even people that as Tony mentioned I didn't know you know this practice really made a huge difference and um, and it's Quite amazing, I have to say. You know, it's a simple practice, but when you apply it, you really create consistency. Sorry, my accent, consistency on a daily basis. You know, and and it does. You know, it's um, it does create a real stability for me. I'm an emotional person. To open, to share your emotion, to connect to the other guy, to talk, and uh, in a few minutes, it can really be a wonderful breakfast to start the day somehow. That's it. Neil, I heard another another phrase there. It's out on that one. I'm losing my touch. I think he said uh, something called sachet. What what is sachet. that? Sachet. Sachet is uh, the basis of checking in with uh, with, with with someone else, and uh, it's a mnemonic which uh, is spelled S A S H E T. S. It's sad angry scared so there's three negative emotions sad angry scared and three positive emotions happy excited and tender and uh, we tend to check in saying what's our predominant emotion try to do that on a daily basis and uh, we'll, we'll say maybe we feel sad today and uh, and this would be why and it's a great way to connect at a heart level very quickly with one another well done I'm thinking of something John Eldridge said that um, emotions are a window into our hearts. And so as we learn to share, uh, to name what it is that we're feeling and to be able to share that with others in appropriate safe ways, uh, it is amazing, as Alex said, how that connects our hearts together and how uh, deep community is formed amazingly quickly. So very simple tool, but has been um, helpful for all of us, I think. So you guys are already doing this, but let's keep going uh, in terms of uh, what's, how have you benefited? How, what, how has God used this leader team in your life? So if you maybe just share one thing about that. Um, Kyle, what would you put at the, 
on your list of how this has been helpful to you? Yeah, I really had um, three things that, that stood out to me, John. The, number one was, um, you know, with leaders from around the world, seeing them model vulnerability and authenticity. Um, that was something that I saw in my leader team that I really hadn't experienced um, outside of rare cases here and there. Uh, the second thing would be building maturity as a husband and a father, um, not only through content, but also just experientially as I walk on this journey with those in my leader team. Uh, and lastly, I would say it's uh, practicing and incorporating life-giving habits that build joy in my life and my community. Great statement. I like it. Tony, what, uh, what would you like to add about um, how God's used this group and what we've been doing here? Well, um, every month we have a, a topic to learn or a, a, you know, a lesson or whatever. And uh, um, I'm always uh, curious as to what the next one's gonna be, um, but it's always, it's always something good and it's always something that you wanna learn. Um, uh, but then we, 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 you know, you receive a topic, you get some um, uh, notes on that and maybe a video or whatever. And then we discuss it and then we practice it, which is really good, really, really good. And it's one thing to discuss. Like I, I think if you, you know, I read so much, you don't practice what you read. You know, you, you in fact, more than often you forget it. But if you practice something, you end up using it and it becomes part of what you do. So I find that very, very helpful. And so what, Tony, what would be an example of a skill that, uh, that you feel like you've uh, learned or begin to be able to practice in your own life or ministry? Actually, the, uh, the, the biggest one is actually listening to the Lord, actually. I, I remember when I started, you know, with Luke 10, and you take time out and say, listen, we're going to just listen to the Lord for a few minutes. I thought, really? <laughs> and, you know, uh, and we would stop. And, and we would take five minutes and we would listen to see what Jesus would say to us. And it, that was astounding. And in fact, it still astounds people on the, on the course that we do. When people do that, it's, it's probably one of the biggest prizes that they get. Yeah. Jesus speaks to them. And to hear then the variety of the way the Lord speaks to different people, how he does that and, you know, pictures, images, you know, whatever. Yeah, so that, that, that would be one big one for me. Probably the biggest one at the start. Yeah, many, many more since. Yeah, that's a good, it's so, so fun to do it in community and just to hear yes. the different things that people are hearing from Jesus, how they fit together. It, it, is, it is really, uh, I think enlivening would be a, a word that I would use. Yeah. Good. Uh, Neil, back to you. What's, uh, what's something else that has been helpful to you? Um, Tony talked about uh, listening to Jesus. For me, very early on in... Uh, being part of uh, Luke 10, it was actually being listened to. I, and that helped me to listen to other people. But the fact that I was listened to helped me to listen to other people. I, I uh, <coughs> lead a group on Saturday morning, about eight or nine guys get together every Saturday morning, Christians, to, uh, to look at the Bible. Uh, it's a great group, but I, I was 
needing to get my point across and be heard there and uh, being part of a group where I listen to deeply has enabled me to be far better at facilitating other people listen uh, and I think that's throughout my life I think also Sense that probably happens with my well, whether she's aware, certainly, I'm not sure of a better listener because I've been listened to. Yeah. One of our phrases we talk about uh, learning to be radical attention payers. And that so much of the Christian life that we used to think is the result of discipline. Let's work harder, let's be really disciplined. Turns out that just learning how to pay attention to what's going on inside of me but also uh, what the Lord is up to and joining him in that is how uh, growth really actually occurs in so many cases. So radical attention payers. Uh, Alex, anything else you would like to add in terms of what you've learned or experienced? Um, yeah, well, um, a couple of things. Um, certainly uh, learning from other people's experience, you know, in Luke 10, we hear a lot of story, you know, Tony from Ireland, his friends, and, you know, everyone br brings some flavor of his, you know, friendship culture, uh, how they, you know, done something, how God is working in their life. So this is very interesting. And uh, if I can add one more thing, I think uh, from the very beginning, being part of this specific group, has been learning to listening without giving an reply, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm usually I need to give an answer, you know, I usually, and that was one of the first teaching that stuck in my mind, I say, because it's true, I always have pretend to have the answer right away, and that was an excellent principle, sometimes you have to just listen, period, you know, and, you know, not necessarily give an answer right away. Tony's over there laughing with you, I think. <laughs> totally agree, I totally agree. <laughs> It is so much true of Christian cultures, isn't it? When you share, if you're the least bit vulnerable about something, if you have a need or a, a problem or a difficulty or whatever, uh, we've been taught to kind of jump in right away with, you know, I've got advice for you or a verse for you or something. And there's a place for that. But um, what, one of the things that we teach in Luke 10 is, as people share maybe heavy emotion, to then let them determine what it is that they need. You know, what do you need next? Do you, do you need us just to listen to you? Maybe that's all that you need. Maybe you'd like us to pray for you. Would you like some counsel or advice? And so the person who's sharing is the one who gets them to, to say what it is that they need. I think that changes the whole dynamic. If, if I could add, John, just, you know, to have witnessed that actually happening, you know, where somebody does check in and to watch, I, I was blown away, actually, because I would have jumped in with, do you know what you should do? And instead, how, how can we help you? Yeah. How are you feeling? And more questions and probing and uh, wonderful. And I've witnessed that just very recently with one of the members in our group. Um, it, was, it was really wonderful. Turns out it's hugely valuable just to have somebody listen deeply to my heart. So, anything else that you'd like to add? Um, outside of the group, I'd like to 
is the outside of the group is uh, a part of that integral part of that which has been wonderful has just been the practice of getting with Alex and being able to share what would have normally been just thoughts going through my mind and then that would have been it. but actually having someone to talk say hey this is on my mind at the moment this is on my heart and uh, being able to discuss that has been wonderfully uh, wonderfully revealing and being able just to talk about uh, those things with with Alex and discuss them has been a, a wonderful blessing I've, I've gone to depths which I wouldn't have otherwise been able to have done looks like uh, okay I see that I see that yes one more one more round I want to do on this um, uh, Part of what we do is, um, as the opportunity presents itself, as we've been through Church 101, then if you want to, if the Lord leads you, you can teach Church 101 to others. And I'm just curious about how many of you had a chance to do that? How many groups have you taken through? Uh, or I know in Alex's case, it's maybe more of an informal sharing with people, which is also great. But uh, Kyle, you're are you doing your first church one-on-one -on -one you're taking people through now or? Yeah, I just finished up uh, taking a group through church one-on-one. And I think that the big takeaway for me was, and, and I guess really was a joyful uh, revelation to me was the fact that I started seeing incredible bonds get formed among the group, as I think was already shared. Um, and I had experienced that actually Neil here in this leader group was the gentleman that, that, that uh, led the church 101 that I was a part of. And the connection and the, and the deep bonds that were made in that group, I mean, uh, maybe Neil remembers when that was. It was probably over a year ago. And we're still in deep relationship now. And so to see that happen again, and the fact that this wasn't just an isolated incident, that you could actually bottle this and recreate it, hit me like a ton of bricks. And so that was really fun to be able to to replicate replicate because that was heavy on my heart that i have someone experience what i was able to experience previously pretty pretty fun to see uh to, to see you as a facilitator and god's using your facilitation of that group and then i could you say to see that same kind of community form that is that's a, a wonderful feeling um Neil, you've you've taken a number of people through Church One. How many groups have you led? Would you say? I think it's uh, three groups I've led. Yeah, um, and to add to what Kyle has said, uh, the wonderful uh, the wonderful revelation for me was uh, just how much you learn uh, by by taking the group. And uh, to quote you, John, he who teaches learns twice is uh, so true with uh, with leading church 101 and it really embeds 
what you what you were taught and uh, teaching it is uh, wonderful. Yeah, amen. I think that was the rabbis who said that. That's what I've understood. Right. Yeah. So, and Tony, you've uh, I know first time you led a group, it was you're a little nervous, but you how many have you led now, and kind of what's it like as you as you lead one these days? Probably seven or eight courses now, lessons now. Um, yeah, it's easy, very enjoyable. I must say, I actually enjoy it now. And uh, um, because f facilitation is really just steering, um, uh, and it's the people on the course that do, you know, that they, they're, they're interacting, um, uh, makes it very enjoyable, you know? And all you're doing is basically asking the questions. Uh, it's that easy. It doesn't appear that way when you're learning, but uh, that's the way it is. Just another thing I'd like to add as well, John, is that um, uh, the facilitation training that we've done as well, you know, I, I had to learn this and and uh, had had somebody uh, you know oversee me doing this and I have to say that was fantastic that was actually getting feedback you know where you know you 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 you're doing the course um, uh, next thing you're facilitating the course and somebody then checks it you know comes back to you and says that was good you know what you could do next time that was that was fantastic that was yeah. really what you know that there there is that expertise there um, of people who have gone ahead of you and can tell you, uh, this works, this might be better. That's great. I, that, that was a real blessing to me, actually. And we call that listed facilitator training. And I think uh, several of you guys are involved with that, which I think is very valuable. Um, Alex, you've, you've sort of passed on Church 101 things in a more informal way. And of course, you're mostly doing that in Italian, I assume. We don't have an, a, an Italian translation of Church 101 yet. But uh, what, have, what have you experienced? What have you learned as you've taught that to people? I, I changed the word from uh, informal to pioneer. Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more exciting. Now, um, joking aside, let's say that when I, I you, know, I, you know, my background, uh, I have a pretty intense lifestyle. I'm not talking about work, which is a big thing. But also my commitment in my, my church, my group is, is intense. So merging and adding things was to find the right balance. So what I did, uh, you know, I myself probably 18 months roughly, you know, I've been part of uh, the group. And uh, I, I actually did the course at the beginning with my group, which is like um, a group of mixed you know, couples. So about five, six couples. And um, so I did the full course with them. And I think, you know, with different pace, the principle, especially Sachet has been establishing, you know, as I confirmed before, I mean, and as women started it ever since. My wife replicate these practices with other group and women in the church. So that has been effective, to be honest. So I have some French, which are, friends from in other cities like Venice, Verona. So I started to do the course with them, you know, translating in Italian, explaining the different principles. And, uh, and that was a bit, a bit of a mix, let's say, um, you know, between, you know, connecting, praying, being spiritual friends and applying this principle. Uh, I, I share all the principle with several groups, actually, one is with my leaders, you know, my co-leaders in the church. And uh, just to tell you, to let you know, in uh, three weeks, I will have a, a, a European lesson. I'm, I've been asked to, to do some sharing about groups and leading groups. And I will mention 
uh, what uh, these lieutenants done in, in the difference. So, so let's say I, I've been applying and probably in a little intense way, focused way because of my, you know, content, context, sorry. And, uh, but, you know, with um, pretty happy result, probably it's a long, you know, long-term plan, you yep. know, so it's, you know, finding the right balance in my, in my situation. Thank you. Well, friends, thank you for sharing. We'll uh, put this up on the podcast here in the next week or two. And um, just love you guys. And so glad we get to hang out. So I will end the video here.